one at Blake's Hard Seltzer. And remember, the fridge is always stocked. Find the Crew Talk podcast wherever you get podcasts. 94.5 ESPN is WKTI and WKTIHD Milwaukee, a good karma brand's radio station. Four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening. And you're on the tee, presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. This is a day I'll remember for a long, long time. Uh, 21st PGA Tour win, uh, one more than someone else. Uh, that gave me a little bit of extra incentive today, and I'm um, happy to get it done. Greg Norman and Liv stole the headlines to start the weekend. Rory dropped the hammer. King Rory, he did it again. It he did it again, Stephen. Welcome to On to Tea. Stephen Watson alongside Nolan Murphy, who is cousin subbing for the newly married Gabe Neitzel. Congrats to uh, Gabe and his wife, Z, on their beautiful marriage over the weekend. It's raining this evening. You would think a day after, or a weekend after Gabe uh, gets married, he'd be playing golf somewhere. So hopefully him and Z found a nice place to play golf. I think that's Gabe's ideal honeymoon. He did text me on his wedding day saying that he eagled on his wedding day. So That's good karma. <laughs> yeah, good, good stuff for Gabe. Congrats to him. Yeah. Enjoy the, the much-deserved day off. It was a timely Sunday in Toronto, Nolan, for the PGA Tour. We were reminded that superstars rule the sport, at least for now. What do you make of the last five, six days in the golf world? I mean, I don't think golf has ever been in a better place in terms of attention outside of Tiger comebacks, Tiger Tiger returns, Tiger storylines. I believe Live Golf is good for golf because it is in the attention. I mean, Scals on Brust, you just heard on ESPN Milwaukee, they were talking about golf. Scals on Brust never talk about golf. So, And it's U.S. Open week, and we're not even, you know, the lead is not Brookline and U.S. Open week. It is Live Golf. So it was a fun couple days, and I think for the PGA Tour having, you know, that group yesterday and Finau, JT, and Rory, that's how, you know, that's a Hollywood story to how to rebuttal. Yeah, Jay Monahan has to be the happiest person in the golf world right now to see his superstars on Sunday take all the attention away from Liv, to see Rory go out and shoot a 62 on Sunday to win an event when the talk of the golf world was Liv. And we saw the first broadcast of Liv Golf, their first of eight events for the calendar year, led by Greg Norman and company. And Nolan, you came out of the gates firing with a hot take that you think that this is good for golf. And I, I just I I thought it was good for golf going into the weekend, but coming out of the weekend, I don't see how this is good for the game right now. Yes, you're talking, but it's not good type of talk. I think it creates a competitive issue in a good way. It creates ways that we'll get into later, how maybe the tour can improve themselves. It gives other places in the world an opportunity to see golf at its highest level. 
And I think it even it gives the players more power at the end of the day, which I think throughout sports, yay, the NFL, we never want the owners or the league commissioners to have power. We want the players to have power because that's why we tune in. You could be a Packers fan, but at the end of the day, if they don't have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, are you going to watch? Not if they're up to that level of competition. So fans go to the RBC Canadian, not because they're happy that you know golf finally returned to Toronto and Canada for the first time in three years. They go to watch Rory and Finau and JT, and the same thing with Live Golf. I know the attendance wasn't great. I think the telltale for Live Golf will be when it comes over to the U.S. here in a couple weeks. And I would pay a lot of money to be a fly on the wall in Brookline right now and be inside that player's locker room to know what the energy is around Phil, the energy around DJ for some of these PGA Tour players because the uncertainty of what the future brings is without question the biggest question mark for what this means for golf and whether or not players can pick and choose what events. We heard Jay Monahan on the broadcast on Sunday on CBS talking about how these players are suspended indefinitely, but he would not go beyond that. Well, he can't either legally, and, and there's a lot of legal stuff, I think, to come from this for certain players, but I have to think there's some jealousy. If you see Charles Schwartzel win over $4 million. No, I didn't watch him win because it okay, was, okay. It was you, terrible golf. But go on. Yes, there he, is he, some he, jealousy, though. That's a lot of money, and these are independent contractors that at the end of the day, they are on an island every weekend by themselves, and there has to be some jealousy specifically where the tour goes from here, how the tour continues to financially reward these players, how the tour makes more opportunities to get compensated like they did a few years back with the social media opportunity. That is, I think, where we're going. And, uh, I mean, was the product great? No. It was better than the XFL. It was better than the USFL. It's be- We've never really seen something like this, Stephen, comparable in you know our sports world, in American sports, where there's a league, there's an event that kind of rises up and has the star power. I mean, do they have Tiger Woods? No. He turned down a high nine figures number, which I, you know, we'll never, none of us will ever get to turn down high nine figures. <laughs> but they have Bryson DeChambeau, it looks like. They have Phil Mickelson. They have Dustin Johnson. They have Sergio Garcia. That's a great field most weeks on the PGA Tour. You know, there's tournaments during this very long PGA Tour season that don't have the greatest fields and don't have the star power. And you look up, and all of a sudden, Jason Kokrak, who's now on the Live Tour, is leading on a Sunday, and you're like, I'm going to go outside. I don't want to sit down and you know watch the PGA Tour, and you and I are golf junkies. That's We're probably not the best case scenario here, but I, I do think Live Golf is good for golf. And it's interesting because you had mentioned Tiger, and it's such an important part of this story is something that we talk about, it feels like almost weekly on this show, is what does the post-Tiger era look like in golf? And we might have a fast track towards that right now because of how divided the golf world is. And what the PGA Tour needs is superstars. And that's what makes this past weekend so successful for them to have a leaderboard that said McElroy, Thomas, Finau, Rose, to name a few, at the top of their leaderboard. But does Liv have legs from a competitive standpoint? 
in your eyes. They have the money. They have endless the amounts money of money. The money is never drying up. It's not like other leagues where they will rely on television revenue and sponsorship revenue. I think Liv has legs as long as the product continues to get better. We have, we have not heard about the experience. It's almost like the players signed an NDA because there was not much discussion on... There was limited fans. There was between 50K to 75K watching on YouTube. So there was not a lot of real exposure to this, despite it being the main storyline on U.S. Open week. so I, But I do think it has legs because there's more to come. It sounds like Bryson's coming. It sounds like Bubba Watson's coming. It sounds like Matt Wolf. somehow they were part of the leaked trailer previewing you know, the Live Golf Tour uh, schedule. The more and more I think they see the money and they hear about the you know Charles Schwartzels of the world cashing these checks, they're human at the end of the day. And you talk about in any... Job force and any living, you're talking about three times as much money. I don't care how much culture there is, how much you like your teammates. That's a lot of money. And these people, these golfers, are not team sports players. They're independent contractors. So you think about someone like Ricky Fowler. He's been rumored to go there. Ricky right now, I believe, is contemplating what is Mercedes-Benz going to say? What is Rocket Mortgage going to say? Because we have not seen many major sponsors, which is how a lot of these guys make their money outside of you know Thursday through Sunday, stick with these guys. We heard about Phil Mickelson, all of his sponsors, for the most part, um, you know, relieved themselves. We heard about RBC with DJ. And we heard about Lee Westwood with UPS. That's what someone like Ricky Fowler, I think, is really dealing with. Because that, that's how Ricky makes money now. It's not by making top 10s in PJ Tour events. He doesn't even have exemption this week at the U.S. Open. I think Ricky Fowler is a fascinating case. And he's one of a couple of guys that I have, and, and we collectively have come up with, we with Max Meyerson, yeah. our producer, of, of who we think might be the next wave of live golfers. Ricky Fowler has been rumored to have been interested in the Live Tour. We have not seen anything definite. Brooks Kepka is a name I brought up last week, and I'm going to stick with it. I think that he is the perfect Live candidate, somebody that kind of beats to his own drum. Somebody like a Kevin Kisner, who might not ever win a major, proved he was probably as close to being on a Ryder Cup team this past year at Whistling Straits as he might ever be. He's a Live candidate. And we're going to put it on the poll on ESPN Milwaukee on Twitter. Who is likely in that next wave of live candidates. We're going to put Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka, Kevin Kisner, or The Field. And also be sure to comment on our Twitter page with any names. You can also call into the show at 800-990-3776. We want to hear who do you think is next. Assuming that Bryson is going, Pat Perez is going, Matthew Wolf, Bubba Watson, they were in this hype video that Liv released Prior to the first tee shots over the weekend, we want to know, who do you think is next to join the Live Tour? Any other names pop up in your mind? You know, you go down the list, you look at um, international players that fit the demo who's on there right now, which is Lee Westwood, Louis Oosthuizen, who's playing this week in the U.S. Open, Charles Schwartzel. I, I looked at Justin Rose. He is someone that may not win another major again, has made enough money in tour, has played all over the world. He fits the demo. I think Mark Leishman, these international guys, I think um, will be the ones that may come up. When you think of Justin Thomas's and Rory McIlroy's and Xander Shoffley's and Colin Morikawa's, those are players that grew up for the most part, other than Rory, in this PGA world, in this post-Tiger you know, prime world. And a lot of them have connections to the junior PGA. Scotty Scheffler won thousands of tournaments, it sounds like, in Texas. I'd be pretty surprised to see those guys defect. Um, I think is the right word. 
Um, but Kepka makes a lot of sense. That there was a great DJ clip over the weekend, and he was a little combative. You know, a little more combative than DJ usually actually is. And he basically highlighted, "Hey, I don't have to play as much golf anymore. I only have to play golf, you know, eight to twelve times a year. If I throw in the majors, they're like, what are you going to do the other forty weeks of the year?'" He's like. Sit on my boat in Jupiter, Florida. What most millionaires, multimillionaires would do. So who doesn't want to work less and get paid more? <laughs> exactly. I mean, so Kepka and and I'm a big Brooks fan. I think he is a lot like Aaron Rodgers, where he doesn't care what people think. And you could make a debate if Aaron Rodgers does or not. But he is a goes against the grain. He does things his own way. He dyes his hair bleach blonde. Uh, he has the supermodel wife now. He kind of goes about his life a little different than we've seen a lot of these uh, professional golfers. I think Brooks. Is definitely been approached because everyone's been approached, right? Yeah. I mean, Tiger Woods, you know, Jack got approached, so I think everyone has been offered. Hey, here's the here's your blank check uh, kind of range. Figure it out. I can tell you one person who has not been approached, and one of the ultimate good guys in golf who happened to host a tournament here in Wisconsin over the weekend. Steve Stricker was asked about the Live Tour in his media availability heading into the tournament. He's like Rory. And Justin Thomas, he's about legacy. He's good friends with Tiger Woods. He captained the Ryder Cup. Of course, he's captain President's Cup teams. Here's what Steve Stricker had to say about Liv. Morally, I don't think I could do it, but that's me talking right now when I'm 55, right? You know, if I was in the prime when I was playing well, got offered a crap load of money like they're getting offered, you know, would it be different? And that's hard for me to answer that. But, you know, personally... um, Morally, right now, I, I'm not a big fan. I hate to say it, but it seems like a little bit like a member guest. It really does. It, 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 it doesn't feel right to me. There's no history there. Uh, shotgun starts. You know, they're playing for a lot of money. And I'm not, I'm not begrudging the guys that are going over there to play. For me, personally, it, it, it's just I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it. You know, I'm not a Hall of Fame guy. I'm not a guy who won any majors or anything like that. But... You know, I played and you know, I was able to compare myself and my time on tour with the greats of the game. And what did they do, you know? And right now, there isn't any of that in this live tour. You know, it's all about, it's all about money. And, and that's, a, you know, we all need it, right? Um, and to some degree, others need it more than others. Um, everybody's different. It seems like it has some momentum. You know, there's some more guys that have come out. So it's just, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see how it all shakes out. That was Steve Stricker, host of the American Family Insurance Championship over the weekend at University Ridge out in Madison. And Steve makes an interesting point that was echoed by Jay Monahan on the telecast with Jim Nance on Sunday at the Canadian Open, speaking about legacy. And that seems to be the PGA Tour's biggest argument to get their guys to stay with them is... Do you want to get lost in the money and forget the reason why you're playing this game, the passion that you have for golf, the history of it, to play in majors and win in majors? And so, Nolan, that's the question I want to pose to you. Is does legacy matter for enough of these golfers to have the PGA or PGA Tour still reign supreme? Well, I think that's the divide in sports. You you know the people in your favorite sports that play for the titles and the accolades, and you know the ones that play to take care of the family and earn as much money. I think there is a lot of golfers right now on the tour and now in Live Golf that they're like, I'm I'm never winning five majors. I'm never you know, it has gotten to the point in golf where it is Tiger, Jack, and everybody else. 
And and look at how crowded it is right now. I mean, Rory just won his 21st PGA Tour, but it is crowded in those, you know, two to five, you know, majors. And it's hard to fathom with how competitive golf is right now of somebody going on a run. I mean, look at Sam Burns this year. He He's coupled together some awesome victories, but Sam Burns has never won in seven majors. You know, Sam Burns has never put his name up there with Tom Watson and Arnold Palmer and all the greats. So I think once you take a step back and think about reality – and you look at the money Charles Schwartzel made over the weekend, you definitely think about it. I'm sure there's been some heavy conversations with families and agents and you know golf advisors. Just for a little perspective of how much money these guys are making, Andy Ogletree came in last place at the Live Tournament this weekend. He made $120,000 coming in last place. He was plus 24 in three days of golf. Gabe Neitzel could maybe do that. His 120000 matches what Scotty Scheffler made in a tie for 18th going 7 under at the Canadian Open. Yeah, the money's real. The The money is real in terms of just how it can propel your career, how it can save your career. I mean, Charles Schwartzel had not won in the world, I believe, in six years. The money he made this weekend was more than he made combined, I think, since he won a green jacket at the Masters. So... That is going to stick with a lot of these players. Yeah. And the grind. I think the grind of the tour schedule, and we really never hear how many tournaments you have to play once you get into those higher levels. You have to think the players that are associated with certain brands when they go to certain places. Maybe DJ really didn't want to go to Canada that this week. That's why he left RBC and went to the Live Golf Tour. But you think about the grind. This PGA Tour schedule, it's longer than almost any professional sports season now. It starts again in October, and it goes all the way to late August now. I mean, there has to be at some point, there is a little bit of greed, I think. And, you know, I'm not totally, you know, for everything that's going on with Liv, especially when you get into the deep political stuff. But you think about the grind, you think about the schedule, it's probably better for the players. I just don't know if it's better... To have that, you don't want to have less golf for fans. But right now, we had two tournaments last weekend, and you know, we had three tournaments. When you think of AmFam, you had a fourth tournament. When you think of the LPJ, that's awesome to have different golf. You can kind of bounce back and forth on a weekend. That is better for the fans, but it, it'll be worse when you go to a PGA Tour event and there's not big, big time names. Yeah, it is definitely the future is in question. Rory can't win every single week on the PGA Tour, and that's something that. The PGA Tour needs to figure out is how to keep it a superstar-driven entity, people to get to watch it. And I know that coming up in our next segment, we're going to talk about what did we take away from the live telecast and broadcast and maybe some things that the PGA Tour can learn from them. That's coming up next on the tee. But first, rated one of the top five Palmer courses in the U.S., the Bog offers a challenging but playable golf course and packages in a beautiful natural setting in Saukville, Wisconsin, at any personal experience if you want. And it's the home of the ESPN Milwaukee Open coming up later this summer. Additionally, great amenities, a new barn, host private events. We've played a lot of rounds out there, Nolan, between you and I. It's a great place to play golf. Definitely check them out at the Bog. Coming up next on the tee, what can the PGA Tour learn from Liv? It's next. The opening segment was brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com. On the tee with Gabe and Steven continues next on 94.5 ESPN. Action you actually want. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. 
would ask, you know, any player that has left or any player that would ever consider leaving, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? That's PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan on the telecast CBS of the final round of the RBC Canadian Open on Sunday. That seems to be the big pitch from him to the players of making it a good versus bad. That's what Jay has to do. Yeah. I mean, he represents the entire, you know, governing body of the PGA Tour. He has to come out. And I'm sure he's been upset. This thing has dragged on, really, it feels like, since the players. is when it really got a lot of movement. It was pretty quiet in, you know, the early part of the year. And, you know, this is a huge um, potential risk for, you know, how he makes his livelihood. And his his responsibility is to make the PGA Tour as strong as yeah. possible. And you wonder how much he got slapped in the face by all of this. Because, like, as a golf consumer, I felt like it came in really hot. Like, there was always kind of rumblings about Liv and the Saudi Tour for the last couple of years. The but Super really, League. Yeah, yeah over a- the last week. I mean, there was no, like, Twitter account or social media account for Liv until the day before the tournament. And then all of a sudden... They put on a pretty good product. I think, you know, and that's, I know what we're going to jump into. What could the PGA Tour take from Liv? And I thought the presentation looked pretty good, but my kind of like half-baked idea of how the PGA Tour really kind of gives the Live Golf the Heisman is the final event right now in the Live Golf Tour schedule uh, is at Trump National Golf Club in Doral, October 27th through the 30th. Yeah. That is the same week of the Butterfield Bermuda Championship, you know, the, the historic long storied Butterfield Bermuda Championship. <laughs> if Tiger Woods, who said he's only going to play a couple times this year, oh. if he really... Jay's got him on speed yeah, dial. Yeah, if, if, he, if, if he really owed Jay a favor, he would go down to Bermuda. Get, maybe, maybe get a little peek at that part of the country before the Hero you know, World Championship, because that would be a story. Tiger playing in this no-name PGA Tour, Tour tournament. I mean, if Tiger decided to play golf in Wausau this weekend, it would be a big deal. Uh, yeah, exactly. So like, Tiger plays a practice round in <laughs> yeah. Wausau. If, if you get a if you get a screenshot of Tiger playing at Seminole, people are gonna you know yeah. blow up on Twitter. So that would be who knows if it'll happen. I under two percent, but it would be awesome if you're a PGA Tour stan and you want Live Golf to fail. You need to call on the big guns and you need to call on Tiger Woods. Live is the biggest story in all of sports right now. We're talking about it on the tee. We've got a poll question on our Twitter page. Who will be in the next wave of PGA Tour players to jump to live. A couple of names we came up with collectively. Ricky Fowler, been rumored. Brooks Kepka, Kevin Kisner, or other. Engage on our Twitter page. Also, you can call in 800-990-3776. It wasn't all negative for live over the weekend. We talk about it right now on All About the Drive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive. We make it easy. All right, so you heard from Jay Monahan at the top on the telecast on CBS. You have to imagine that he was locked in with his PGA Tour buddies on the Thursday first tee shots of Liv. 
first to drop a press release announcing their suspensions indefinitely, but also just to see what the product looked like and what their main competitors now in golf look like in their first splash. Nolan, what was your takeaway from the telecast, the format, and the competition? I love Jim Nance. I love, you know, I wouldn't say I love Sir Nick Faldo, but he adds some things here and there. I actually thought the broadcasters brought a lot of life. You know, they tried to spice some things up, um, and I love Nance on a Sunday, kind of laying it out as you sit on your couch. He was way too mellow, though, with that final pairing. Yeah, it's like, hey, man, you got three stars, Jim. Like, this is Colts, Patriots, Manning, Brady. Like, let's go. Um, I loved the energy that the announcers have. Loved the F1 style leaderboard, just jumping up and down. Uh, the you know the team atmosphere was very cool, and I loved the three man team format. You know, I know right now we have a match play kind of circuit uh, on the tour schedule, um, but I think a three man game. Golf is about you know gambling at the end of the day. Whether you're playing down the street or you're playing in the U.S. Open, you're gambling on a shot. You're gambling, you know, to, you know if you miss a putt on the PGA Tour, you can miss a couple hundred thousand dollars on a Sunday. I like the incentives they have built in. Not, you know, the crazy one that came out if somebody ever shoots 54, they're getting $54 million. That's probably never happening. Jim Furyk has the record on the tour of, I believe, 58. Yep. Um, but there's some incentives, you know, different ways, birdies, you know, if you make a certain amount of birdies, if doing stuff like that on the PGA Tour, whoever makes the most birdies in a week, you know, gets an extra 50 grand. Um, whoever makes a hole in one, you know, make it like the rest of us play golf. And that might incentivize the players to not, you know, defect and go to live golf. So and, and just to keep it competitive, right? Yes. I mean, because like I looked at the leaderboard, I I was parked on my couch at 8 a.m. for those first tee shots of live on Thursday, mainly because I wanted to see the spectacle of it. I was hoping it would be a train wreck, but I actually was pleasantly surprised with the quality of the broadcast. I love the fact that there's no commercials. I mean, they don't care about the money so they don't need advertisements that's the biggest difference between live and the pga tour pga tour on sundays throwing up a picture in picture ad as rory and jt are hitting their tee shots on the final hole of one of the greatest showdowns we've had of the pga tour schedule and there's a picture in picture advertisement pga tour needs to figure that out because live has that advantage where i'm just watching golf from start to finish they had these don't blink highlight reels that were great I love that. That kind of it was just more action. Almost. Yeah, if you know, I was locked in. There was a higher energy, no question. The broadcasters felt a little fake and phony to me, Nolan. I mean, they're probably you're getting the professional paid. here, though. They're probably getting paid a lot of money to be on the call for Live, so they're trying to keep their bosses happy. I get that. Felt a little over the top, if you ask me. Graphics, I loved. I I, I thought that it was engaging. It was fun. I also liked the leaderboard, the live look at names changing quickly. Um, The team aspect, I I couldn't disagree with you more. I was so confused of who was on what team, what it meant. The fact that tournament to tournament, it's going to be new teams. They're going to redraft them. Like I get if it was maybe the same teams over an eight-tournament schedule, but like the team just won... 1.5 1.5 million collectively or something or 750,000 that they split amongst the three of them but it's a new team next week and they've got these logos for these teams that I don't even know what they mean week to week I don't know it's it, it's hard when you you throw in this weird team element to an individual sport yeah there's definitely some holes you can poke in the team stuff and I think if live golf could do it over again they'd have a draft think about having a draft for this they you know, did s- but they didn't invite anybody yeah, to like, it like again if, if we don't know about it, if it's not you know televised, who cares? I would agree with you on they need more education in the team format, but it still keeps people involved. 
Um, Brandon Grace shot a 65 in the last day. He didn't need to do that, you know? Yeah. He didn't need most guys you see in the back end of these leaderboards, they're just trying to get home on a Sunday on the PGA Tour. They're just trying they're gonna make twenty thousand dollars. They're not even gonna cover their room and board and their caddy fee and their flight expenses. So I, I like the incentives and I think there is something there with the three person team that the tour could take. I think that's what the tour needs to look at this. They need to look at this as they're vulnerable in certain places. They would be ignorant not to take some things that worked well for Live Golf. And why not come out next year and say the Zurich Classic is actually going to be a three-man team game? That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I I think the thing that I'm most excited about, maybe the PGA Tour adapting, shotgun start. But they can't do it on the final round. So Stricker did not like that, or he thought it was odd, right? He he said it felt like a member guest. Yeah. But as a consumer... I love the fact that in four hours, I watched every golfer play their entire round, and I saw every shot from every golfer. Because if you're tuning into a telecast, yes, they have ESPN Plus and PGA Tour Live. Which is great you, if they, you're a golf nerd. Yeah, their subscription services. But I got to see every single shot from every single player, and I got to see a highlight reel of these no-namers that I could care less about. But as a golf fan, it was fun to see guys hit cool shots, even though I don't know who the second rated player on the Asian tour is that I, I, I don't know. I mean the the you're not watching the you live locked tour. into Jed Morgan's score. I, I don't I couldn't even name eighty percent of these guys. Like it, it's hard for me who loves the Rory's and the JTs and you know the Kepkas, the the names, the speeds. that's why I watch golf. I like to watch superstars play. So I need something that's gonna bring me back. So the fact that I can see a three times as many golf shots on live that might keep me around. Yeah, it's a long day when you go to a PGA Tour tournament, when you watch one. You know, when we sit down and watch the Masters on a Sunday, that's, hey, this is what I'm doing that day. You yeah. make a commitment. You can't do that every weekend. We all have lives. I mean, I look at Liv and I looked at the schedule. I mean, I hope I have nothing going on uh, the weekend of uh, September 16th through the 18th. Rich Harvest Farms in the Chicago area. be pretty cool to kind of scope out some of the competition. We'll see if people are buying tickets by then. They were giving them away to giving people them on Twitter. Away yeah. and, and they made it sound like it was packed, and that was something that people were buying tickets for. That was where the broadcast got a little hokey for me, Nolan, was when those guys were hyping up the huge crowds. Well, yeah, people love free stuff. So, yeah, if I'm there and I have a chance to see some of these over-the-hill superstars play golf, it's no different than going to Madison and seeing some of the you know, the great ones play for pretty cheap. But you're saying it's free? Yeah, I'll go check out what this thing is like on the first weekend. Yeah, and I think that's something that Live Golf got wrong. They did not have a good fan atmosphere from what it was said. There was, other than the Phil tee-off yeah. on Thursday in London, their time, there was not a lot of buzz about the fans. If, if I'm Live, I'm going, you know, 16th at the Phoenix Open all day. Yes, I'm going chugging beers, throwing it out, Let loud people chants. walk behind people, things like that, like, like they we tried, saw yesterday. They, they, they tried in their telecast to show these really exciting things, but they just felt staged. And then you got on the golf course, and it was crickets. And it was bad golfers with crickets. It, it just wasn't a good combo as a consumer. But there were parts of the telecast, and there were parts of the format that I think could be cool if done right with the right players. I still think it was better than the European tour. You know, I watch the European tour on some Saturdays and Sundays because it's on at 8 a.m. Yeah, that's the best part about it. Yeah, and hey, on at kind of the same time and a lot bigger names. I mean, you watch the European tour, which I think now is called the DP Handa Tour, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, other who are these players playing? Is Matt Wallace out there this weekend? So, um, yeah, I, I think you'll see some things invented or implemented next uh, next season for the PGA Tour from Live Golf. There's seven more events on the calendar for Live Golf. Five of them 
are coming to the United States. It's going to be fascinating to see what it looks like here in the States. Well, I think if television uh, consumption is important, because we know revenue is not important to them, if television consumption is important to them, they need to get America right, because this is by far the biggest watching audience that really matters there. You know, obviously Asia has so many people, but in terms of when you think of making sports real outside of soccer and outside of the Olympics, you really lean on, you know, USA. Yeah, the next one is coming up at the end of June in Portland. Annex Wealth Management is a proud sponsor of On the Tee. It's time to know the difference. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a local fee-only fiduciary. It's time to put things in order. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Well, it is U.S. Open week, and we're talking all about live because it has consumed the golf and the sports world. But this is the most competitive tournament on the calendar in golf. We jump into the field and what that awkward tension might be like with some of the guys. Next, On the Tee. Back to the course and On the Tee with Gabe and Steven after this on 94.5 ESPN. On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Steven Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. I can't drink you. No, I can't drink you. Get your popcorn ready. The best from the PGA Tour and the Live Tour. I hate that I have to say that. Are in Boston. Steven is so upset that we have to talk about the Live Golf Tour. You're, you are a hater. You are officially... I am a full hater. I tried to give it its due. I think that there's some positives. But... I, I must just like change too much. I kind of like adversary. I, I kind of like people doing things different. Because ultimately, I mean, the PGA Tour is never going away. The PGA Tour is going to get better out of this. They're going to take things. They're going to rethink the way they do. They're going to get more competitive. They're going to be better. You'll get there, Stephen, in terms of thinking that way. Hey, if they get better and there's positives to take away from it, that's great. But if they can't figure it out and all these guys are jumping ship for money and I, I it... You're having to watch golf on YouTube every weekend, yeah. and, you know, not on CBS or NBC. <laughs> Gosh. Having to watch the cringiest announcers ever. They, those were right. professional soccer. I think that one of the guys was like a Ar- former World Cup announcer. Arlo right? White he, from Ted Lasso. You're a fan of Ted Lasso. Yeah, so, yeah, so you guys Ted not Lasso. Ted Lasso fans now that, you know, there's a little connection? We no, do I love Ted, Ted Lasso. Okay, okay. No, yeah. no, no. All right, well, the U.S. Open is in Brookline, right outside of Boston, at the Country Club, one of the most historic courses in all of golf. You know, they've hosted, this is their fourth U.S. Open course that dates back to the 1800s. Of course, the the famous story that was turned into a book and a movie, the greatest game ever played, Francis Wilmette, one of the great underdog stories in sports. Shia winning LaBeouf, a, right? Yeah, yeah. Winning as an amateur, made into a movie I definitely recommend. Great movie. Great yeah. movie. A good pre-watch this week to kind of get a feel of what uh, the country club will look like. Yeah. What is the biggest storyline? For you, heading into this weekend. I think it's live golf, and if a a live golf player will compete. I I think that, you talk about a role reversal from this high the PGA Tour is rolling on right now after having one of their stars, Rory McIlroy, winning. If all of a sudden we're on a Sunday and Phil Mickelson or DJ or Patrick Reed, Louis, Sergio Garcia to a latter degree are you know in the final pairing, that is going to be an interesting moment if they get into the winner's circle. I'll tell you what. I don't think Phil's coming close to sniffing the cut, but if you were to tell me that Phil was there on Sunday, I would be all for it, mainly because I think it would bring the most out of the PGA Tour guys. We heard Rory at the top of the show, the chip that he had on his shoulder, not just to win because of the live players, but to pass Greg Norman on the all-time wins list on the PGA Tour. He got to 21. 
Justin Thomas took to social media talking about how great for the game it was to have a Sunday finish alongside Rory McIlroy. These guys are fired up about these live golfers. And yes, of course it's jealousy. They're seeing guys who are not as good as them making three times as much as them. You are not a human being if that does not frustrate you. But if they can find a way to collectively come together and push these live guys out, I, 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 it's, it's so hard for me because the, di- the dynamic with golf is that these guys can helicopter into the majors as long as they're qualified. So guys like Phil and DJ who have these wins and are past champions, they're going to keep playing in these big events. I'm not worried about, you know, these other 40 of the 48 players right now in the Live Tour that are not going to play in anything other than the Live, Corps, Live Tour, a Chase Kepka. Those guys don't bother me. It's the guys who are eating their cake and having it too, and they can benefit from the fact that they can play in the major this weekend. Yeah, I think the other big storyline, if we take Live Golf out of it, is Brooks Kepka is the only multi-time champion in contention with no Tiger Woods, you know, bypassing uh, this, hoping to get healthy uh, for the Open Championship. Um, in a couple weeks. So John Rahm has an opportunity to join that list. Defending champ. Jordan Spieth has an opportunity. Rory back-to-back weeks winning. You know, Justin Thomas talked about before the PJ Championship, He that's why he did not play the Memorial two weekends ago. He told Jack, and first Barbara actually, that he had found something by playing the weekend before. And, and I also look into that a lot. Will we see a Tony Fina who played so well on Saturday and Sunday? Will we see a Rory who said today he's kind of out of gas? I mean, I would be too after having an emotional round yesterday where he had to go really low to get it done. Um, do we see Justin Thomas kind of steal the limelight from Scotty Scheffler who, you know, if JT wins another major this year, he's the player of the year. I don't care how much Scotty Scheffler's won. You know, if you win two majors in a year, you're probably getting it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not many guys have done it. Brooks was probably the last before that was Spieth. I, and, I mean, Scotty's. God, he's still, he hangs around he's, every week. Him still, and Sam Burns are like, you guys are going to get he's another still top ten, like fifty percent right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, it's insane. Like he 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 finished t eighteen, and that was a bad weekend for him in, at the Canadian Open. But every time that the U.S. Open has gone to Brookline, there has been a wacky kind of finish. You mentioned, you know, the twenty year old amateur, uh, you uh, Julian uh, Bragos or Berrios. He wins, which was out of nowhere. I mean, who is your out-of-nowhere guy, Stephen? Wow, you teed me yeah, up. Yeah, I know. Because I do have an out-of-nowhere okay, guy. Okay, I love it. You know, I, 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 love, I love Rory for, you know, top 10. Death taxes, Rory top 10 in a major. He's not going to backdoor it, though. I mean, he, he got a win That was a bummer on Sunday. I'm like, Rory's actually in the final yeah. group. You can't shoot a 62 and, sh- you know, wait in the clubhouse all I mean, all JT's afternoon. coming off the PGA Championship. I like him. But I am going to go with a first-time major winner this weekend. And I'm going to go with probably the hottest golfer that nobody talks about, and that's Sam Burns. I love Sam Burns this weekend. He has been just so steady. And U.S. Open, the toughest test in golf. Have you seen the rough? Yeah, it looks atrocious. <laughs> it is terrifying. I mean, this is an old-school course. We're talking 1890s was when this thing was built. It is tight. It has tiny greens, and it has some heavy, heavy rough. You need somebody that is going to... Keep it in the fairway. I like Sam Burns. He has three wins this year. He was in contention on the final page of that leaderboard in Toronto. But the big knock on Sam, his best finish in a major was at the PGA. He finished T20. So he has not performed the best 
on the biggest stage. But I, I see somebody like Sam Burns stealing his first major. Who do you have for your Gruber Law Office's one call, that's all pick? And for Sam, only two ever U.S. Open appearances, I believe 2021 and 2018. And... Kind of go in the same direction as you, Stephen. You think about these first-time major winners. There's a lot of guys in the top 20 right now. Cantley, Cam Smith, Hovland, Burns, Neiman, uh, Matty Fitz, Abraham Anser, all in the top 20 of the official world golf rankings have not won a major. But I'm going with my guy, Xander Shoffley. Oh, that's he, my pick. That's uh, yeah. usually my guy every week. I, I feel like I'm maybe me and Stephen are the only people left on Xander Island. We have some real estate, some beachfront property. But this guy has, in his last five U.S. Opens, he has five top sevens. Yeah. He is always hanging around, and and I do worry a little bit about the 2021 Masters because what happened to him on that back nine going in going into the water. Sometimes people never recover from that. Hey, Greg Norman never recovered from blowing you know all those major you know championship opportunities. So I have, I have a Greg Norman sized bust on on the island of Xander Shoffley because nice. I will pick him for every major because I I. He just deserves to have one at this point. He's such a good player. He's so consistent. He has such good iron game. He just You can almost picture him holding up a major championship trophy on a Sunday. It'd be really fun for golf, I think, because Xander is right there in, in terms of being kind of in that upper echelon of you know people that deserve a major, you know, ultimately. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, Brooks Kepka. I believe Brooks has some insane statistics at majors and specifically U.S. US Opens. He plays them so well. He won it here in Wisconsin at Aaron Hills. Don't sleep on Matt Fitzpatrick, too. He won the the 2013 Amateur at the Country Club at Brookline. That's a guy that T5 at the PGA Championship, he was knocking on the door. He's looking for his first major championship win. And we got to give a quick shout-out to the tournament that happened in Madison over the weekend, the American Family Insurance Championship. Tongjai J.D., won the AmFam Championship. First high winner ever on the Champions Tour. Two-time winner of the event, Jerry Kelly, finishes in a tie for third. Steve Stricker, host of the tournament, shoots a five-under finishing round on Sunday, but not he's probably not happy with finishing in a tie for 11th. That's just the one event he just can't win. Yeah, he'll, he'll get there, the old monkey off the back. And also cool, Brett Favre, Derek Jeter with Andy North in that celebrity uh, kind of pairing over the weekend on Saturday. Oh, oh, it was a fun kind of event they do at University Ridge. Uh, and, you know, put it on the calendar for next year. If you love golf in Wisconsin, you should go to the AmFam Championship. Yeah, and they've great raised, access. raised so much good money for a great cause. You know, tip of the cap to Steve Stricker and the team at American Family Insurance for all the great work that they've done over the year. And it is the only tournament that we have every single year in the state of Wisconsin that features big names. we got to take advantage of it. Yeah, it's something to put on the calendar other than the ESPN Milwaukee Open, you know, coming up in a couple weeks at the the bog. bog. Um, Yeah, it's just a great event. And if you have little ones that you want to kind of get associated with golf, don't want to deal with the big crowds, the huge U.S. Open crowds, the opportunity to see the heroes of golf, the Mark Kalkovecchias, the John Daly's, you can see Rocco Mediate, Steve Stricker. It's just an awesome opportunity to kind of give back to golf in Wisconsin. Golf weather in Wisconsin is here, and if you are looking for a great place to get outside, head to Fairways of Woodside in Sussex. There's a great atmosphere, great food and drink menu, and amazing hospitality. I love to get out there with my golfing buddies, including you, Nolan, and you should too. Fairwaysofwoodside.com. All right, well, coming up, I'm a new dad as of a couple of weeks. I don't get to play a ton of golf. You, on the other hand, dropped 36 on us yesterday. We're going to talk about it in our course review. It's coming up next on The Tee. No ifs, ands, or putts. There's more on The Tee with Gabe and Steven coming up on 94.5 ESPN. 
It's on the tee. Stephen Watson alongside Nolan Murphy, cousin subbing for the day for Gabe Neitzel, who got married over the weekend. Congrats again to Gabe and Z on their new marriage. So happy for them. Good people. It's on our Twitter page right now. Who will be the next wave of PGA Tour players to jump to live? Ricky Fowler is leading with 65% of the vote right now. We have Ricky Brooks Kepka, Kevin Kisner. Those are names we just came up with. If you have somebody else, add to the comment section, hit other. We want to hear who you think might be the next big name to head to Live Golf. But first, it's time to review a course brought to you by Waste Management. Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. All right, Nolan. You're going to take the floor because you're living my dream right now. I, I'm like the master of nine-hole golf right now. Just had a daughter a couple of weeks ago. You played 36 yesterday on a beautiful day in Wisconsin. Tell us about the 36 and what courses you played. Yeah, and I also gave our guy, uh, Gabe Knightsall, I shot him a text. Hey, congrats on the nuptials. I'm playing 36 in your honor. He goes, hit him straight, please, like j- seconds after. So he might have uh, been a little jealous yesterday. I started it out 6 a.m., probably the earliest I've played golf in a long time. Um, and it's that time of year where you can, you can get yeah. out at 5.30. So take advantage. New Berlin Hills, uh, 20 minutes from downtown, right in that border of West Dallas and New Berlin, actually from 1907, which you think Whoa. about that, one, probably one of the oldest golf courses in the area other than Grant Park. Um, just to, you know, I was really kind of taken back. Uh, I don't play a lot of golf kind of in, you would say, South Milwaukee. I think this is a gem. Awesome greens, um, some gettable par fives. Um, they have a lot of golf out there, so make sure you're kind of strategic with your tee time. You don't want to have a you know six hour uh, a golf round, but I timed it up pretty well. I went from New Berlin Hills at six o'clock, and if you want to learn more about them, NewBerlinHillsGolf.com. I went from there, and in the same kind of hour on Saturday, I had two different groups of friends ask me to play golf. I went to Fire Ridge. Oh, so you played. AT with a new group. A new group. And I changed my hat, actually. I don't know why I did that, but um, it was a little wet in the morning, uh, and then it ended up being this gorgeous day in the Milwaukee area. Was that planned, or you like got a text like halfway through your first round? No, I got a text like an hour apart on Saturday. Like, hey, do you want to play golf at 6 a.m.? I'm like, yeah, sure. That I can always, you know, kind of work that out with the f- fiance. You, you get this too, Steve, and you kind of do some depositing to then withdraw later when you need to play golf. And then I was like, hey, I, I did a lot today. Can I play golf at 12:15? It's going to be gorgeous. <laughs> She's like, yeah, sure, go for it. I actually could have maybe pulled off another 18 late in the night because we got done at like five o'clock, and I'm like, I really can't push my luck. So I went from you know southeast Milwaukee to up in the North Shore at Fire Ridge, uh, one. Of my favorite courses um and i would say things to look at when you're playing 36 monitor the drinking you know i knew it was going to be a long day had to drive be responsible uh just had one drink each side of the nine uh get out early like you're not going to play 36 yeah, sun's rising like yeah. 5 30 right um, now stretch hydrate um you know you were making fun of me before the show my back was a little sore as i got to the end of the 36 yeah I grabbed maybe the if you're Coke. walking and carrying man but like 36 in a cart get out but of the here. different groups was a game changer actually because i got to play golf yesterday with you know seven different you know groups of guys overall which is awesome we played a little game in the 
afternoon. Uh, couldn't really have asked for a better Sunday starting out in New Berlin Hills and ending up at one of my favorite spots, Fire Ridge, and shot my best score of the year. So I was happy about that. There we go. Way to bury the lead there. I know, yeah. Uh, you can't be selfish. No, you know? no one's playing 36 <laughs> on Sunday. Liv plays 54. Well, we have 72 this weekend in Brookline outside of Boston for the U.S. Open. Can't wait to watch those fireworks between the PGA Tour and live players as they collide in one of the most historic golf courses in all of the sport. That's going to do it for tonight's rendition of On the Tee. We'll be back next week to break down the U.S. Open. For Nolan Murphy, producer Max Myerson, I'm Stephen Watson. Have a good night.